You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Grammar Girl here. This week, Keith Houston, the author of Shady Characters, The Secret Life of Punctuation, Symbols, and Other Typographic Marks, is going to help us understand a tricky concept, irony. The word irony is used a lot. Hipsters dress ironically. The Daily Show puts an ironic twist on the day's news. The sinking on its maiden voyage of the unsinkable Titanic was deeply ironic. But what exactly is irony? Most simply, it's the presence of a second contradictory meaning within a situation or expression. The devil is in the detail, though, and irony is notoriously difficult to communicate. Today, we'll take a look at how to recognize the different kinds of irony and how to do irony justice in your writing. The concept of irony comes from the plays of ancient Greece. Stock characters could be identified by their costumes or props, so audiences knew how a particular character was likely to behave, even though the other characters did not. One such character was the self-depreciating Iron or buffoon, who audiences knew to be craftier than his boastful opponent, the Alizon. This is dramatic irony. The audience knows more about the situation unfolding before them than the characters acting it out. Romeo's despairing suicide in response to Juliet's apparent death, which the audience has seen her fake, is often quoted as an example of dramatic irony. Socratic irony, named after the philosopher Socrates, also comes from ancient Greece. And though it sounds terribly intellectual, Socratic irony is nothing more than feigned ignorance. Just as Socrates pretended ignorance in debates with his students, leading them to tease out the answers themselves, elementary school teachers might ask, why did Martin Luther King make a speech? Teachers already know the answer, but want their students to think about the question. Socratic irony isn't just for philosophers or school teachers. When Sasha Baron Cohen assumes the mantle of Ali G, Borat, or Bruno, he's using the very same technique to expose the ignorance or prejudices of the people he meets. When someone mutters the immortal words, well, that was ironic, they're almost certain to be talking about situational irony. This is when something turns out in a way that's the opposite to, but perversely appropriate to, its expected outcome. When a mad scientist is turned upon by his own monstrous creation, or a racing driver gets a speeding ticket on a public road, 
Cosmic irony, or irony of fate, is a type of situational irony where it seems as if a higher power has intervened to make things worse. When you're a thousand dollars up at the casino and you lose it all on one last spin of the roulette wheel, you've just suffered a cosmic irony, not to mention a failure of judgment. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's one thing falling in love with a house. Picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules, only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. Lastly, we come to verbal irony. This is the simple act of saying or writing one thing while meaning the opposite. Saying, nice weather today, isn't it, to your office mate when it's raining cats and dogs outside is a simple example of verbal irony. Perhaps counterintuitively, not all verbal irony is written or spoken. A hipster dressed in a lumberjack shirt, for instance, is using a form of verbal irony. You and he both know that he isn't going logging anytime soon. Verbal irony can be broken down into a number of specific forms. Paradox is making a statement that's obviously false. Our ironic comment about the weather, for example. Overstatement or hyperbole is to exaggerate for effect, while understatement is the opposite. Saying, I liked your homemade cookies can be either an overstatement or an understatement, depending on just how good or bad those cookies were. Sarcasm is the use of any kind of verbal irony in a cruel or mocking fashion. All of these types of verbal irony work best when they're spoken. Body language tells a listener a lot about a speaker's true intentions, and a raised eyebrow or a quizzical look goes a long way to making it clear that you're being ironic. The problem with written verbal irony is that those same cues are missing, 
It's easy to confuse a reader or for a joke to fall flat when readers don't realize that you're being ironic. If it's so difficult to use verbal irony in writing, how can you make sure you get it right? Well, here are a few tips. Become a student of irony. Watch out for effective uses of it and take note when it doesn't work. This doesn't have to be a chore. Some of the best examples of verbal irony are the most entertaining, too. You could start with the Urban Dictionary website, which is brimming with ironic definitions. One of its many definitions of irony, for example, is, quote, of resembling, relating to, or tasting much like iron, unquote. Also, know your audience and don't use irony if they aren't expecting it. The editor of the New York Times knows that the front page is not a great place for irony, but that the funny pages at the back most definitely are. Also, in informal writing, such as email or Twitter, don't be afraid to use emoticons or exclamation marks to get your meaning across. The winking smiley is custom-made for ironic statements. If you still find it difficult to use verbal irony in your writing, you're not alone. Many specialized irony marks have been invented over the years in an attempt to make things easier. Back in 1668, an English vicar proposed to use the inverted Spanish-style exclamation mark to punctuate ironic statements, while the New York Daily News journalist Josh Greenman revived it again in 2004. The reversed question mark opening to the right rather than the left was used in England at the end of the 17th century, and again in end-of-the-century France. And these are just the marks that you can type with your computer. Many other more elaborate designs have also sunk without a trace. So take heart. Writers have been struggling with irony for hundreds of years. In the end, the best kind of irony is the kind that your readers notice and appreciate. And knowing when to play things straight is as important as when to lay it on thick. This podcast was written by Keith Houston, known for his blog, Shady Characters, and now his new book, Shady Characters, The Secret Life of Punctuation, Symbols, and Other Typographical Marks. You can find him at shadycharacters.co.uk. That's shadycharacters.co.uk. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find me at quickanddirtytips.com. And I have a short announcement. The iOS 7 update for Grammar Pop is live now, so if you have Grammar Pop, go update your app. That's all. Thanks for listening. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's one thing falling in love with a house. Picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.